You're listening to My Friend's Place on WGOTLP Gainesville. George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. George, pick up. I know you're screening for Allison. Hey. So, coffee shop? No, I can't. She knows I go there. It's not secure. Hey, I got another call coming in. I gotta let the machine get it. Bye.
Watch a nigga soak up my skin Yeah. 
gonna cut me in half. Count the rings of my past and the lines on my face. Count the years I've laid waste in my fingers are. They used to point straight. My feet have become drunken. My bony body sways.
but forever is just a day away. Forever seems so far away. But forever is just a day away. from Jimmy Tenor called Life Hugger and thank you so much for tuning in to my friend's place on the VGOT LP Gainesville. Got a really fun show uh, planned out this week. Lots of new music brand new segment. I'm also going to be reviewing new HBO show Minx coming up in a later segment and um, closer to the end going to talk about our big dummy of the week and boy do I have a good big dummy this week. So um, before we get into all of that great stuff do need to run down which you just heard in the last half hour here on the warm-up mix on uh, my friend's place leading things off yeah channel tray with acid in my blood 
maybe my favorite song title of the week uh, right after that yeah the hazmats with empty rooms then it was one from tim Kasher, forever of the living dead featuring laura jane grace of uh, gainesville fame and jeff rosenstock and now you're officially caught up to all the music you've heard this week here on my friend's place so um this week i'm going to introduce a brand new show segment called bad interviews pretty simple show title right uh, but anyway for the first edition we are going to present you with angus cloud who stars as fezco on the hbo series euphoria uh, so we're going to take a listen to an interview that angus cloud recently did at an oscar party uh, for entertainment tonight and then um you'll kind of have some comments about it. So uh, sit back and enjoy this great interview from Angus Cloud. Who are you wearing? You look incredible. Dolce and Gabbana, you know what I mean? That's a good song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, did, have we, Zendaya was there tonight. Have we seen her? Have you guys gotten a hand? I haven't seen her yet, but I'm, I, hope, I hope to see her soon. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a big night. How does it feel to be at Vanity Fair's Oscars party? Fantastic. We out here, you feel me? Um, have you seen the viral video of someone who was like, oh my God, you were their waiter at their birthday brunch years ago in Brooklyn, and now they have this video? <laughs> oh, I was a lot of people's, you feel me? Bus boy, waiter, server, you feel me? In all shapes and forms. What would you tell yourself then, like knowing what you know now, that you're here, you've made it, you're at Vanity Fair? Uh, I'd be like... Damn, what you doing over there, man? That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you Where tell you that suit at? What do you tell the fans who had such incredibly emotional, strong reactions to the finale? Um, I tell them, uh, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? What was your reaction when you first read the script? I mean, what what part of the script? The, the final episodes. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was I was kind of tripping. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's wild. Where do you hope the show goes from here? Uh, I hope it keeps going up. Has it been all been emotional for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look awesome. Go have fun tonight. Anybody you're excited to see? Uh, everybody. I'm excited to see everybody. I love everybody. You feel me? So. <laughs> And what's next for you? I don't know. Take some pictures and whatnot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe talk to somebody else. I don't know. <laughs> Do we really have to wait till 2024 for season three? I don't know. You know. I don't. Yeah. They don't know. They don't tell me. <laughs> what? Do you, give us one word for what's gonna happen in season three. <laughs> well, there you have it. That is a truly truly bad interview from uh, Mr. Angus Cloud from Euphoria. Um, again, if you're not familiar with the show, Angus Cloud plays a drug dealer who quote unquote has a heart of gold. And in season two, he was his character was so popular in season one that they really expanded how much he was in the show. And um, after Zendaya, he's probably the second biggest star on the show right now. So um, another thing, if you haven't watched Euphoria and you've never seen the show, uh, then the interview that you just actually heard, that bad interview, is eerily similar uh, to the stoner character that Angus Cloud plays on Euphoria named Fezco. Uh, so, after listening to that, my question would be, 
is he just actually playing himself on Euphoria? Or, or could it be that this is some kind of next level Andy Kaufman performance art? Because, you know, listening to this interview uh, once, it's kind of funny and, and silly, but not so much probably the second, third, and even the fourth time or beyond. And that's kind of the same interview that Angus Cloud tends to give all the time. So I'm sure that his publicist and the people that are hiring him are going to sit down and have some kind of a conversation about his uh, interview skills. And like I said, I, I don't honestly don't know. Is he just that high and that person, or is he trying to do something a little bit more clever? Probably the reality is that it's somewhere in between both of those answers. So he probably is that guy, um, but I also think that he does not like to give interviews, and um, that's going to have to change if you want to work in Hollywood, my friend Angus Cloud. So... Let's get into uh, some more new music here on My Friend's Place. I have the perfect song following up that interview. It's from Foles, and the song title is called Looking High. High for obvious reasons. All right, uh, be back in about 30 minutes. Thank you. 
Ce soir tu fais mon Kenya Kilimanjaro Petit vac au Kenya Kilimanjaro Mais on l'inversera Kilimanjaro Ce soir tu fais mon Kenya Kilimanjaro Ce soir tu fais mon Kenya Kilimanjaro Petit vac au Kenya Kilimanjaro Mais on l'inversera Kilimanjaro Ce soir tu fais mon Kenya Kilimanjaro I'm gonna 
Step-by-step step featuring Panda Bear, and you're listening to my friend's place in the VGUT LP Gainesville. Before that, you heard music from Foles, Looking High. Then it was C. Duncan with Heaven. After that, you had David Nutson with Jealous Time Steals. Then it was one from Front Person called Ostalgi, uh, featuring uh, C. Bischoff. Then it was Alila E.K. with True Love. And then right after that, you had Pierre Quinders with Kilimanjaro. And that catches you up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. Just a real quick reminder, if you uh, missed part of the show or you want to hear past episodes or maybe this one again for whatever reason, I'm easy to find online by simply searching for Grandma, which is C-R-A. M-E-L-A. Also, online, uh, WGOT has a presence on Facebook page. Please consider giving that page a like if you don't already do so. And, of course, if you want to listen to all the other great shows or you just want to listen to the radio anytime, anyplace, well, any place that you have an internet connection, we are available through a lot of different streaming apps, but we prefer if you went to WGOT.org and streamed the great content we provide for you um, through that uh, website. So, anyway... I'm going to do a real quick uh, television review, actually. 
Uh, so this week, what I want to do is I want to talk about a new show on HBO Max called Minx. Uh, now, Minx is a show um, airing right now, as I mentioned, on HBO Max about uh, pornography and women's liberation in the 70s, which definitely, I'm sure, it sounds kind of like an odd combination, uh, made even stranger by the fact that it's actually a comedy. That's been a really interesting transition in the last five years, I would say, where kind of sex work and pornography used to kind of be, at least my understanding, really frowned upon by like women's lib and feminist, and it's kind of done a real 360, which I think is interesting, and that's a whole other tangent. But anyway, Minx's show about, like I said, the women's lib uh, happening in the 70s, along with, you know, pornography in the 70s at that time was mostly magazines, of course. Um, it stars Olivia Lovabon as character Joyce Preger, and it, um, basically her story. And one of the interesting things, I think, about the show and how it's produced is I'm pretty certain all the directors, all the writers, and all the um, producers are female. So you definitely get kind of an interesting female perspective on uh, that industry at that time. Uh, so anyway, main character Joyce Prigger, uh, she's a feminist who really, really loves to write about feminist issues, and she wants to get her writing published uh, somewhere, anywhere. Um, her husband works in the magazine industry, so she's basically trying to get her own magazine launched. Um, this like a feminist magazine. And um, she winds up joining forces with a publisher, um, not normally what you would expect from a, kind of a women's lib a combination, but um, she finds a publisher played by Michael Agarno, I think is how you pronounce his name, and they come together, they like each other, um, they respect each other's work, and they're going to produce a feminist magazine in the 70s that also just happens to feature uh, full frontal male nudity. And there's a lot of male nudity in the show and in the magazine. So if you happen to be bothered by that, by nudity and uh, both female and male, then Minks right away is not the show for you. And it's definitely not a show you can have on in your living room if you got uh, little kids running around. So you um, have to either wait till they go to bed if you want to watch it or, I don't know, watch it on your laptop with headphones. But anyway, um, despite the, like the unusual setup, which is, again... Pornography and women's liberation and feminism. Uh, the show does really, in a kind of an unusual way, it does follow the footsteps of one of the all-time great um, sitcoms uh, from the 80s and maybe into the early 90s, which is Cheers. And uh, Joyce Prigger, the main character of Minx, she's pretty much an exact clone of the prim and proper Diane from Cheers, who was in it like the first half of the show's run. And Michael Angarano, and try it again, Angarano, yeah, I think you got it right, uh, who plays like the, the, public, or the publisher of the porn magazines, he's pretty much a virtual clone of the lovable, like, bad boy Sam Malone from Cheers. Uh, so go ahead and substitute a bar for uh, offices located uh, for a porn magazine inside a building, and then you pretty much have the concept behind Minx. Uh, in fact, there's even a cachet of like, lovable side characters, just like you'd find on the TV show for Cheers, rather. And one of the best things about the show is how well-written and three-dimensional 
all the characters are on the show. Um, they do a really, really good job of introducing a character and you think that the character is going to kind of behave in a certain way or react in a certain way. And the writers on this show and the producers do a really good job of avoiding a lot of cliches that I thought they would uh, fall into. And this allows for really and Minks a lot of fun twists and turns in the show. Another really fun aspect of Minks is it has a, of course, not surprisingly, a 70s theme soundtrack. Now normally whether you're a television show or you're a movie in these types of situations, they always seem to go for like the greatest hits of the 1970s. But, compliment to Minks, uh, it mostly, well, not always, but mostly features some of the lesser known hits from the, the 70s, songs that you know but haven't been worn out to death, played over and over on the radio. Uh, so that actually, at least for me, uh, what it does, it kind of made the show feel like more authentic and more realistic. So. There you go. Pretty big uh, recommendation there for uh, Minks. Like I said, you're looking for something kind of funny. You're not easily offended. It's on HBO Max. Great soundtrack. Um, did a really good job um, doing casting with all the great characters, great writing. So there you go. Big recommendation. One caveat, though. And I, this is one of the ones that I hate to say because it's such a bad cliche. If you're going to watch, if you're going to commit to this, commit to the first two episodes because... Frankly, the first episode, not that great. And I almost decided not to watch the second episode, but what wound up happening is they released the first two episodes at the same time, and so like the autoplay on HBO Max started the second episode, and I kind of was just sitting there and got sucked into it. So if you're going to give it a try, give it two episodes at least. But uh, anyway, from the awesome Mink soundtrack, we've got one from uh, 70s band Steely Dan with Dirty Work. Oh yeah, I don't want to do 
everything's alright Why'd I get this huge satellite? Yeah, just to use three websites A little in the morning A little in the evening Yeah, I might call the mental health hotline yeah, Just to ask for a good time It might appear like I'm driving Straight for the mode
is Amel and the Snippers with a live version of Maggot from Williamstown, also known as Amel and the Nitrates, um, who apparently have changed their name over the last year or two. Uh, Amel and Nitrates used to be one of my all-time favorite band names, and if you've got a really clever band name or clever song title, you have at least a 22% uh, chance a uh, better chance of getting played on my friend's place. But um, if you're not sure about amyl nitrate, go ahead and Google that. Just not while you're at work. But uh, anyway, amyl and the Snippers with Maggot. Before that, from the Mink soundtrack, a show I reviewed earlier in uh, my friend's place, you had Steely Dan with Dirty Work. Then it was new music from Ruben Stalders with Underwater Garden. After that, one you've heard for three weeks in a row, a rarity here on my friend's place. You have Alex Cameron with... K-hole. After that, some reggae from Chronics, uh, Never Give Up, and then a cover, a classic cover uh, from Screaming Females, covering the selector on my radio, which really feels appropriate since My Friend's Place is a radio first show, podcast second. So there you go. Now this week, we have a very, very first in the uh, Fred Sanford Big Dummy of the Week Award that sometimes we give out here on My Friend's Place. And for the first time ever, going to feature someone who, until the past week, I had never heard of or even knew this person's name. So here's what I had to do. I had to actually Google, and here's my Google search, uh, speaking of searching for amyl nitrate, I actually had to Google Nebraska Furry State Senator. I had to figure out what this guy's actual name is, because I'd only seen clips of him. And it turns out his name is Bruce Bostelman, which, I don't know, I actually, after you hear his comments and we talk about what he did this week, I think Bruce Bostelman somehow sounds like the perfect, like, if there were a Hollywood writer writing the name for this guy. So, uh, let's check out uh, what brought Nebraska State Senator Bruce Bostelman into um, my view and also the uh, national spotlight. And I'm a little shocked, I guess is what I would put it. It's called something called furries. If you don't know what furries are, it's where school children dress up as animals, cats or dogs, during the school day. They meow and they bark and they interact with their school, with the teachers in that in this fashion. And now schools are wanting to put litter boxes in the schools for these children to use. How is this sanitary? I'm gonna have a discussion with CEO Smith about this. This is something I think, how can schools allow this to happen? I think it's very disruptive within the school system. I think it's very disruptive within the classes. I even heard from one person here recently said that a, that a, that a student identified as a cat and wanted a litter box, and the school didn't provide the litter box, so the student went ahead and defecated on the floor. Really? Really? School administrators, what is going on? Nebraska Department of Education, what is going on? State Board of Education, what is going on? If some kids can't wear American flag to walk through the school on their shirt, and you keep them out of school, and you kick them out of school, but it's okay if, if they wear a cat costume? 
and that's fine, and you have a litter box for him, and that's fine. Okay, so where to even start with uh, Bruce Bostelman here? <laughs> this whole free litter box thing actually started out as a hoax on Facebook, kind of as a misguided reaction to uh, LGBTQ rights. And it wound up getting repeated at, at least one school board meeting like a couple weeks ago that I saw, uh, which is absolutely amazing to think about and how easy it is to vet information online. Uh, but for Bruce Bostelman to repeat it in public in front of the whole world is uh, just totally next level. You know, it's one thing when your idiot Aunt Era repost uh, fake information on Facebook about microchips being placed in the COVID vaccine. Um, or you can even take it up a level when your Uncle Randy shares a post that Tom Hanks is part of a Hollywood pedophile ring that drinks baby blood. We all know that Uncle Randy is probably off of his medication and maybe not even like that bright to begin with. But for an elected state official to repeat false claims that high schoolers are peeing and pooping in a bathroom litter box, which is what he did, and that is provided by the school uh, for furries, makes me want to laugh so hard that I actually want to pee my pants when I just really want to pee in our WGOT studio litter box. So thank you, uh, Fred Souter, for providing that litter box for all the DJs. Um, that identify as furries, it's come in incredibly handy. And thanks to all the WGOT patrons on Patreon.com um, that have subscribed. We would never be able to afford a WGOT Studio Litter Box without all your awesome donations. So I just want to know, let you know basically where you know your two dollars, three dollars a month go to really important things at WGOT, like a litter box for the DJs. There you go. Um, Nebraska State Senator Bruce Bostelman. I actually love saying that name. It's a great name, by the way. Too bad you're such a dummy. But anyway, you are the official My Friend's Place Big Dummy of the Week. Thank you so much for your uh, public service. And to everyone listening or at home, please remember to empty your litter boxes at least once a week.
Alright, for the second week in a row here on my friend's place, you're hearing a song from Soccer Mommy called Shotgun. Before that, you heard new music from Totally Extinct Enormous Dinosaurs, Blood in the Snow. After that, the third single I played off Moderat's new album. Uh, the song title is called More Love. After that, you had Gorilla Toss with Live Exponential. Then it was Automatic with New Beginning. And then new music from Zola Jesus called Lost. And now, you are totally caught up to everything you've heard this week here on my friend's place. And that's about to do it, folks, this week here on My Friend's Place. If you want to listen to this episode or past shows, uh, just Google Cramel, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. WGOT has a Patreon account if you would uh, like to support us uh, with some of your cold, hard cash. Um, And you can stream WGOT through our website at WGOT.org. And another important way to support WGOT is going to be the upcoming Amazing Give uh, which will be happening on Thursday, April 21st. Uh, the Amazing Give is a fundraising effort which is going to involve most of the local nonprofits here in Gainesville. And there are going to be some fundraising type games, contests, and a chance at certain points uh, for matching funds to help um, double your money, I suppose, uh, as you try to help out WGOT. And we are in, always in desperate need of fundraising as. Um, uh, it's very difficult to run a nonprofit here in 2022 because you know, for three years our fundraising efforts have been pretty much thwarted by COVID. So um, we'll give you more information about the Amazing Give um, as that comes up. But for my closer this week, I have another Amazing Give track. That's from RM. What if we give it away? Um, off of Life's Rich Pageant, which is this thing called an album. Remember albums, folks? Yeah. Before Spotify playlist, there are these things called albums and then CDs. And uh, anyway, Life Search Pageant's a great album. If you uh, haven't listened to it uh, recently, I just checked it out for the first time the other day when I downloaded the single, and it holds up really well. So um, here's your closer this week in honor of our upcoming fundraising effort on Amazing Give. You've got REM. What if we give it away? Couldn't 